welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. In case you forgot with this crazy week going on, we have the championship race on Sunday at Phoenix International Raceway. Yes, we have almost completely forgot about this with all the shenanigans that has been going on this week. We've all been mostly focusing on, oh, I don't know, the elections, the fact that coronavirus is starting to pick up tremendously, and the fact that there might be a miscount and Nevada can't count. I mean, it's been a lot of crazy things. However, we got to put our focus back on one very important thing, and that is the NASCAR championship, because four drivers are left, and there can only be one champion. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, or Denny Hamlin? All these drivers have a very good chance of becoming the 2020 champion, but there can only be one. So we're going to look at a few past results and their journey to get here and see which one is going to be the best option to go for here in this race. It's time to look at the top four and see who's going to be the best option to go with as your champion for the 2020 season. Alright, so let's start off with the most recent driver to make it into the playoffs for the championship four, and that is the number nine of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott has had himself one of the best seasons of his Cup Series career, and it's not because he has four victories. He's been very competitive at a lot of racetracks and should have won quite a few of them that weren't just road courses. I know he got the victory at Daytona. I know he got the victory at Charlotte. Both of those were road courses, and this final race was a road course. You'd put all your money on Chase Elliott. Wouldn't even look twice. I don't even care if it's your rent money you're looking at Chase Elliott to win this race however it is Phoenix and Phoenix has been a big hit or miss when it comes to Chase Elliott in his last race here earlier in the year he finished seventh he led 93 laps just wasn't able to seal the deal before that the year before he wrecked out and finished dead last Still scored 18 stage points, but since it is the championship race, it doesn't really matter how many points you score. You're going in there to try to win the championship. And as you look at his other finishes here at Phoenix, he has one finish where he finished 14th, another one where he finished... 23rd and the two races before that he finishes in the top three this is why he is considered the dark horse out of the championship four he's way too inconsistent when it comes to phoenix and that's been his 2020 season i mean let's look at a few races back earlier he almost won at darlington gets taken out by kyle bush he almost wins at the coca-cola 600 pits near the end unfortunately he finishes second he's able to win the race on wednesday but as he said it wasn't nearly as cool as it would have been if he would have won the 600 and then throughout the summer he was kind of struggling a bit except for the road course races when he got out of there he was just like yeah I'm Superman and he was he was absolutely Superman at every single one of those races but it is not 2021 yet it is not a road course field schedule so we were wondering how the hell is he going to make it into this championship for well, one thing that we kept overlooking was the short tracks. He almost won at Bristol until he took out Joey Logano, which also cost him at Homestead. I'll get into that in a little bit. 
and his great performance at Martinsville. So this is what really propelled him to the championship for his short track package as well as his road course package. Does that fit here at Phoenix? It might and it also might not. This track is very, very different compared to the other racetracks. It is more kind of like a Darlington sense, but you know, without the great legacy and the action pack racing. And we've noticed that Chase Elliott has been really good at Darlington this year. Will that go over to Phoenix? He did lead quite a few laps here earlier in the season. So does that mean it's going to carry on over? We'll have to wait and see. But as of right now, he does look like the weakest link out of these three. Because the other drivers that are in the championship four, make no mistake of them, they are all great contenders when it comes to Phoenix. So that's why Chase Elliott looks like the weakest link. However, he's got momentum on his side. His short track package has been really good good and he's been really close to winning some races here in some key events maybe he can finally pull it all together and he and alan gustison can celebrate their first championship together as a team Let's move on to the Mark Martin 2.0, and that is the driver of the number 11, Denny Hamlin. Why do I call him Mark Martin 2.0? Because he's been so close to winning a championship, but he's been so far. This year might be it, or it could be the same thing as the last few years. So close, but can't get it. This, however, has been one of his best seasons so far. His first victory of the year came at the Daytona 500, where he was able to collect his third win there at the Great American Race. He was also able to get his second win back from the pandemic at Darlington in the second race. Kevin Harvick was able to win the first one, and then he was able to get another win at Homestead Miami Speedway in June. Then a little bit later, he was able to get his win at the second race at Pocono, then able to get a win at Kansas in July, and then he was also able to get a win at Dover and then Talladega. He has been really, really good this year and been winning at a bunch of tracks and also came close to winning quite a few earlier in the season as well. The one that really pops into mind is the Indianapolis race where he blew a tire in the first couple of corners near the end of the race, took him out of the race. That was a bit of a heartbreaker. He almost got eliminated at Martinsville, a track that he's been notorious at doing really good at. Now the question is, can he finally put it all together at Phoenix? Well, let's look back earlier this year at the race at Phoenix in March, where he finished 20th. He was really struggling after he won the Daytona 500. The next few races after, a key competitor in those first few races. When he was able to get back from the pandemic, he started to do good once again. Does that mean he's going to blow it at Phoenix? I don't know about that because he still has some really good finishes, including a win last year where he led 143 laps at the racetrack, as well as another top five finish before that. But one thing that kind of worries me is the simple fact that in the playoffs, has Denny Hamlin really been that much of a competitor and a fierce factor throughout these last nine races? Yeah, he got the victory at Talladega, where a lot of people say he didn't get the victory, and I can see both sides. I mostly can see the sides on why Matt Benedetto should have won the damn race and not Denny Hamlin. However, we're going to pull that one aside and say that the other races, it just really hasn't been there for that number 11 team. Let me show you the other finishes. He finished 13th at Darlington, 12th at Richmond, 21st at Bristol. He did do good in Las Vegas. He was able to finish 3rd. And then he finished 15th at the road course, 15th at Kansas, 
9th at Texas, and 11th at Martinsville. Does that sound like a top four driver? At the beginning of the year and during the middle of the season, absolutely. Denny Hamlin was by far one of the best options to go with to win the championship for. Now in the playoffs, he really doesn't look that good. However, maybe he can turn it all around. Maybe he's going to be like Kyle Busch last year. You know how Kyle Busch was not really a factor at all in the 2019 playoffs? And then at Homestead, he all of a sudden got his crap together and won the championship? That could potentially be Denny Hamlin tomorrow we'll have to wait and see but I feel like Chase Elliott could do a little better than Denny Hamlin but Denny Hamlin could surprise me because it is Phoenix and Phoenix has been a really good track for him the last couple of years maybe he can actually pull it off and get his first championship in the cup series Ah, yes, the douchebag of NASCAR. Basically, the biggest dick that you'll ever see in the Cup Series, but he has enough to back it up because of how well he races as a dick. Now, I'm talking about the 2018 champion of Joey Logano. Joey Logano has had himself a very interesting year where, once again, he has pissed off quite a few drivers. No surprise there. That's just been Joey Logano throughout his Cup Series career. And now he is now looking again to get a second championship while making some rivals doing it. He did get a victory earlier in this year at Phoenix, so that makes him a really good contender. However, during the middle of the season, he really wasn't that good as far as running up front. He tended to be struggling quite a bit in a lot of those races. And then in the playoffs, he really got together, started doing really good in the stage finishes, started, started finishing in the front in most of those races, and got a victory at Kansas where he blocked Kevin Harvick for the last 40 laps. Now, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that he's going to do that in this race, and he's already upset most of these drivers who are racing in the championship four. Let's talk about Chase Elliott. Back earlier this year when they were racing at Bristol, where Chase Elliott made a dive bomb move, took him and Joey Logano out at Bristol. So how does Joey Logano pay back? He's going one lap down at Homestead, and what does he do? He does everything he can to hold up Chase Elliott just to cost him a victory. He doesn't care who he upsets. He just wants to make sure that he doesn't win the race. Let's go to Denny Hamlin, back to 2013, where he basically broke Denny Hamlin's vertebrae just because he wanted to prove a point that because he was pissed off at him at Bristol. Man. A lot of stuff happens at Joey Logano when it comes to Bristol. And then this year, he's upset Kevin Harvick. He's upset Kyle Busch. I mean, he's trying to upset everyone. The only person he hasn't really upset is his teammate. He might do that in this race. And my goodness, it is really hard not to count out Joey Logano because, damn it, as much as you don't like him, he still is very good. He won the last race here at Phoenix in March, as I stated earlier. And then he's also finished really well in the last few races, including two top tens in the 2019 season. Now, everybody's been friendly with Joey Logano so far, but when it comes to a championship race, do you think those three drivers are going to be really friendly to him? <laughs> Hell no! If I was any one of them, I'd put him in the wall when he would first start blocking. I bet Denny Hamlin's not going to be afraid of that. I bet Chase Elliott's not. Maybe Brad Keselowski, but then again, Brad Keselowski is also kind of a prick, so maybe he'll take his own teammate out. I don't know, but Joey Logano overall, even though I'm giving him a lot of grief, he is still a really good option in this race. I mean, when you come off a victory at a racetrack that you're running at the championship, you're obviously going to be a good favorite. I think he edges out Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott looking into this final race of the 2020 season. 
there's his partner, the number two of Brad Keselowski, who's had a great package for tracks that are one mile and shorter, and then Phoenix fits in that category, so you bet your ass that a lot of people are looking at Brad Keselowski getting his second championship, his first one coming eight years ago in 2012 in the old point system. He got his victories at Bristol, Charlotte, Loudon and Richmond this year. So he's been really, really good at these types of tracks. Does that mean he's going to be the best option at Phoenix? Well, let's look back at his few finishes. He finished 11th here earlier in the year, but he led some of the most laps in this race. The only guy who led more than him was Chase Elliott, who led 93. He led 82. So he was still a great contender in this race. In the other races beforehand, he's finished in the top 10 in half those races. And in the other ones, he's finished about 15th or worse. So, does that mean he is the best option? Well, if you're looking at the 2020 season and you're looking at the tracks he's won at, then yes, he's the best option to go with hands down. However, is he going to be able to put it all together here in the championship four? I'm not too sure yet. He's done really well the last few races, but before that, he was kind of struggling, not counting Richmond. In the last 10, his best finish was in 8th place, and that was at Dover. So there's a few things kind of going against him, and at the same time going for him, going into this final race. I mean, the track is set up perfectly for him. It's one where you can see the number 2 up front for most of the race. His racing style is also really well for this championship four. A very aggressive driver. I think it doesn't matter who's in front of him. He's going to punt them out of the way, and he's also going to do some serious blocking. He's kind of similar to Joey Logano, except he also uses the front of his car and not just the back of his car. So there's definitely a lot of things to factor into this championship four. One thing's for sure, I think Roger Penske has the biggest hard-on right now going into this race. Because let's let's look at this. He has two cars in the championship four and they're both previous champions and then also Ryan Blaney tends to do really good at this track as well even that we've had Austin Sendrick get his Xfinity championship earlier today so he's definitely having himself a great old time down there at Phoenix but he could also go very limp very quickly if his own drivers start trying to take each other out. I wouldn't put it past those two if it comes down to a championship. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. I think this is what the top four is going to be like. The one that finishes worst in this race is going to be Denny Hamlin. I still feel like Denny Hamlin is going to choke somehow. He's been known as a choke artist for the last couple of years, and he just hasn't been there at all in the last 10 races. I think he's going to be finishing around the top 10, but he's not going to be running for the championship. So Denny Hamlin, you're in the fourth place category. The next driver I'm going to put on there is Brad Keselowski. I think Brad Keselowski is going to do really good in this race, but I feel like he might make a mistake near the end, and I think he's going to be finishing right around 7th or 6th. And then the second spot, I have Chase Elliott. Going to be running really well in this race. I think he's going to make a mistake near the end, and that's going to give the championship to Joey Logano. So I got Joey Logano first, Chase Elliott second, Brad Keselowski third, and then the fourth spot, Denny Hamlin. That's how I feel like it's going to be. Joey Logano's been doing really good this year, especially near the end and at the beginning. I think he's going to start at the top, and he's going to end at the top. Well, technically, he didn't start at the top. Denny Hamlin would have been near the top since he won at Vegas right afterwards. So I'm going to go with Joey Logano on this one. I don't like saying it. I swear to you I'm not a Joey Logano fan. I just feel that that's going to how it works. However, 
I've been very wrong in my predictions, so if you're going for the other guys, feel very comfortable about that because I usually don't get my predictions right. But there's a lot going on in this race. Other drivers who are outside the championship who might be contenders for this race is Kevin Harvick. You bet your ass he's going to be running with a vengeance. He wants to win this race, and he wants to kind of just shove it into everybody and show, hey, I should have been in this championship for. This is BS, as well as Kyle Busch, just because he just wants to be near the front and say, hey, it's still 2020, and I'm still getting victories left and right. And then also, let's include Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski's partner, Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan Blaney can have himself a pretty solid finish here. If definitely one of those other drivers is behind him, his teammates, I'm pretty sure he's going to let them go by. He's not going to race him that hard. So I feel like Ryan Blaney is going to be more of a fifth-place guy at best. But other than that, he's really going to do his best to stay out of it. Is this race going to be a stellar race? I don't know. I've seen the highlights of the other races for the Truck Series and the Xfinity. Not really that exciting. So we're just all putting our hands together and just hoping that it's an action-packed race against those top four and not just to follow the leader. We shall see, though. But, man, it's the last race of 2020. This is it. It all comes down to this race, and then we are done until next year at the Daytona 500. Let's see who's going to be the champion. It should be a good action-packed race. Let's just hope so. And hopefully you guys can all see it. That's going to be tomorrow at the Phoenix International Raceway on NBC Network at 3 o'clock Eastern. And as the final segment of today's episode, guys, this is going to be the last segment of the NASCAR 2020 season. After this, it's going to be done. And then we're going to start focusing on the 2021 season. Man, it's been a fun season. I'm really, really happy that I got the courage to do this podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening to every single episode. I know I've had some really diehard fans out there. And it's been absolutely great to have you guys all come on here. And don't worry, we're not going to go on a big hiatus. I'm going to try to do something during the off season, probably a little bit more story time, keep up with a bit of the news. I just feel like we're about to hit a big chapter in this podcast. I think this was more of just kind of like the beta test, kind of like almost like we're going to test this year out and see how it works. And then I think next year we're going to really, I'm going to try to do my best to dive headfirst into all this and do as much as I can for this podcast because definitely people really enjoy it and you know what? I have so much fun with it, and I know you guys have a lot of fun with it just based on the listeners coming in every single time. So let's keep it going. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill out the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.